And welcome to a brand new edition of Match Points here on TennisMajors.com, where we come to debate and discuss the biggest topics in tennis. Brand new year, same crowd though. Look at this crew for 2022. There she is, the former Wimbledon champion, and now member on this side, the media side, journalist Marian Bartoli. Speaking of, Carol Bouchard is back with us once again, the journalist and author, and of course, Simon Cambers, who covers the gamut of all of that. All right, guys, someone that the world may have to wait to see again is Novak Djokovic. We are all now aware of his interview with the BBC and what he told the world. A, that he was COVID positive in December. B, that he does not plan on being vaccinated. C, he's not anti-vax. And D, he's hoping to play in the French Open and, of course, in Wimbledon. So I want to get your reaction just wide open on what you saw, what you heard from Novak Djokovic and uh, your biggest takeaway. Let's begin with Carol Bouchard. Well, I'm, I'm someone who wants to see the glass half full. So I've read in this interview that he said that in the future, it could envisage to get vaccinated, with, which is the first time that he has been saying it. So I will take this part at maybe it's a pass uh, a foot forward, but I think he's I think he's picking the wrong hill to, to die on. I mean, it's it's an uphill battle. It's going to cost him a lot on the court. It's going to cost him a lot off the court. But at the same time, we know Novak, when he believes in something, uh, he's stubborn about it and he's going to go all the way because he's, he's persuaded that he's right. Um, but now it's his opinion. And as I'm waiting since Melbourne, we still need to hear from the ATP to... Uh, opinion, what they're going to do. And we also need to maybe clear the mess that has happened in Australia. And maybe if we clear the mess that has happened in Australia, we are also going to get Djokovic in a better mindset configuration, I want to say. But I would hate to see that the race for the Grand Slam record is going to be played on something that should have never been an issue, but it has been messed up from way too long from a lot of people involved. All right, Simon Cambers, your biggest takeaway, your thoughts on what Novak Djokovic told the BBC in the world. Yeah, it's an interesting one, I mean, to say the least. I, I I don't know what to make of it, really, because as Carol says, you know, he it's good. He says maybe he'll take the vaccine in future, but I'm not sure I believe him because, you know, he's gone this far without taking it. We hear today that 99 of the top 100 have taken it, so it's only him who hasn't. And the way the world is going, the way the COVID is going, thankfully... It looks like, uh, you know, certainly in Britain, I can tell you that all restrictions are due to be taken away on the 24th of this month. So Wimbledon will not be an issue for him. By the time we get to Roland Garros, I dare say that uh, if France, things improve in France as they have been recently, then hopefully, you know, they will be removing restrictions too. And there's no reason then that Novak won't be able to play there. So it's almost like he's chosen good timing to say this because, you know, he's saying I'm I'm willing to give myself or give up the chance of playing these big grand slams. But he really probably knows that he won't have to, except for perhaps the US Open, but it depends how long that goes on. In what we've seen so far, he hasn't shown any sort of, not remorse, because he probably doesn't, I don't think he, I think he doesn't feel like he did anything wrong. He was told he could come to Australia on an exemption. He couldn't in the end for the reasons that he's given. Um, I, I, I'm still sort of un... I, I'm unclear as to the whole picture. I want to see more. I'd like to see the whole interview and then we need to ask some questions ourselves. All right, Marin Bartoli, your thoughts on Novak Djokovic and his stance, where he is currently on the vaccine and his future. 
Yeah, I was quite surprised, honestly, with uh, Novak's statement. I, I thought because the rumors that was going on was more that he was actually getting vaccinated. Um, he's due to come and play in my town in Dubai um, next week, which is going to be an interesting one to see actually where his level is because he hasn't played for a long time now and, and especially going through all this chaos, I mean, psychologically. It must have been so difficult to just regroup, recover, try to focus on the new tournaments. I mean, it's just overwhelming everything he went through. So I'm going to be very much uh, fascinated by the way he's going to take on the court and how he plays. There is a number one spot on the line as well. I mean, there's just a lot of things coming up. Um, as Simon said, we believed in France. It's just the announcement that has been done uh, today by the current government that all the restrictions should be taken away during March um, because it looks like every time during spring and summer, the COVID-19 cases goes down because of the warm weather and therefore you have less and less restriction. And then maybe um, the cases will come back up during winter next time and then all of this will have to be brought up back to the table again. Um, but I was just very surprised because my initial thoughts was he's getting vac vaccinated after all that mess that happened in Australia and that was the rumors I heard. So to get that complete reverse opinions was a bit of a shock to be honest and then reading it through um it sounds exactly like Novak just like Carol said he's extremely stubborn in all his ideas when he believed into something there's just no way can make him change his mind and he believed that you know getting something injecting into his body right now would probably change the way he feels um you know he said he's very much lied mentally emotionally um, physically with everything he's doing for his body, treated really as a temple and therefore he doesn't want to take that risk. Um, you know, it's just good time that actually, yes, France and, and, and England looks to take their restriction away so he can play those two grand slam. But, you know, it's just no one would have thought three years ago that he, to determine who is going to win the most of grand slam, he will come down to that. I just still can't believe that is, is taking the risk and is willing to take the risk to, to go through down that path. But, you know, he has taken the decision. We all have to respect it. Um, and also maybe maybe two things about France. Um, we, nobody saw Omicron coming and we took the wave. Also, France is an election year. So that could also play. And I don't think you want to be a stage of politics a second time in the single season. All right, Simon, I know you wanted to interject with Marion earlier. Go ahead. Yeah, just one thing. I mean, he it's good that he said that, you know, I'm not anti-vax. Um, but he is anti-vaccine himself. I mean, for him, for himself, that's his choice to not get vaccinated. But what I don't think mm -hmm. he necessarily realises is that by saying that, even though he's not saying I'm against vaccines, he is still the poster boy for some of these idiots online, etc., who are who are using him for their own good. And and he needs to he needs to realize this. And this is where we come back to with Novak. You know, as you're both saying, he's incredibly stubborn. I do think Novak is badly advised a lot of the time, if if even anyone tries to give him advice. Because if there was someone giving him advice, they would explain to him to make sure, you know, that he makes these points absolutely clear. Because he should know that people are using his name to further you know, conspiracy theories and all sorts of stuff. Yeah, but Simon, there is a difference between being anti-vax and it just not being for you. Just because it's not for you doesn't mean that it's not not for you, not to be complicated. But I understand politically where he's trying to ride this fence. Well, that's, He's smart in doing this if he's not going to be vaccinated, though. But that's the problem is he, he's, he, you can say that he's smart in doing this, but he's, 
He's, it's a horrible balancing act in, in many ways. I don't know what he's trying to balance, balance at home, whether his image at home would be uh, you know, diminished a little bit if he said he was in favour of vaccines. Because it's one thing to say I'm not anti-vax. And he said yeah. he said he got vaccinated as a child, um, you know, in the usual usual way. And they but, put the vaccine on their on their tournament in yeah, Serbia. They offered the vaccine when this the is, tournament came. This is the Serbia. thing. There's a lot of contradictory sides. But he says he's not anti-vaccine, but he's not. He doesn't say I believe in vaccines, which is what a lot of people would want him to believe. And in the BBC report, there was a piece on the in the online version by the BBC's health editor Fergus Walsh. Where he said to you know he said what is he actually what more evidence is he looking for in these things? Because Novak talks about a vaccine, and of course he's not an expert. None of us, none of us are, but there are way more than one vaccine, and the side effects and all the the problems with it have been remarkably low for vaccines that have been created in this time. And the reason the vaccine, as Fergus Walsh said, has been created so fast, is because funding was not an issue. Government sorted out the whole funding problems, which usually make uh, vaccines take years and years and years. But then what, what part plays uh, the ego of the champion? I, I had this feeling last year when people were asking him every week and insisting and insisting that the more you insist and the more you're trying to make him, you know, bend, the worse it's going to come because it's getting personal. You know, it's Michael Jordan. Now it's getting personal with me. And that's the, that the thing. I think it has become personal with him. And with the way he's been treated in Melbourne, it hasn't gotten better. And so he's he doesn't want to. He doesn't want to say no. I'm. I'm going to ban. He will be the last one to say no. But what? What is the reason exactly behind it? And what is the power of the? You know, the country behind him because he had massive support for what he. What he went through in January. Maybe he feels he owes them also something and to stand strong for for this part. But I, I really regret that he's taking that risk. Um, you know, for his legacy. It's not only for public health, of course, but for his own legacy. He did so much to reach to that point. And I mean, maybe maybe chapeau to him because he's he's feeling like he can be brave enough to risk it all for this, but it's it's a massive risk. All right, let's move along. Uh, Simon, you brought up a great point. Um, he's not anti-vax, but he also clearly is not pro-vax. So in his attempt to politically kind of ride the fence here, um, he's not getting it totally right for sure, but he's not getting it totally wrong either. In the court of public opinion, obviously being vaccinated like the other 99 of the top 100 would be the win. It's just not something he's willing to do. We'll see how this plays out. All right, let's continue then on this same subject, but in regards to what happened at the Australian Open in this entire fiasco as it was between he can stay, he's got to go, he can stay, nope, he's got to go. Who winds up looking worst? Is it the Australian government, the tournament, or Djokovic himself? Who looks worst? Maureen Bartoli, you go first. (laughs) That's a very difficult uh, question to answer. I will say, based on all the information we have, the Australian government, because they made an assumption that because Novak was not vaccinated, he will spread the anti-vax movement um, further up, and therefore he's a risk for the population. And that is just totally uh, subjectical. So you don't judge the facts anymore it's just a thought that you have and and something you might imagine forward and and you can't basically take a judgment based on that um so that's where i was really getting extremely confused and and quite mad actually because if you're novak djokovic and someone told you very specifically and clearly that you're allowed to come on the australian soil and perform at the australian open 
if you have been COVID positive and recovered from it and you will get that exemption, why are you not taking that flight? Of course, you're going to take that flight. So I don't see where he has done something wrong based on those exemption letters the Australian Open was giving away. And then just because he's Novak Djokovic and his name and popularity and as uh, Simon said, of course, a lot of idiots are going to use him because of who he represents and the media and social media's following he's having, then you said, oh, hold on one second. Because of that, that's going to create a wave of anti-vax. And based on that, we're taking him away. I just don't understand that part. So for me, it's just the whole Australian government who have been dealing with that, um, you know, especially after the first court trial, which allowed him to go and then practice at the Australian Open. And then you're taking out of the country. It just doesn't make sense whatsoever. All right, Carol Bruchel, let's get an answer from you. <clears throat> Who looks worse, the government, the tournament, or Djokovic himself? I agree with Marion that that's, that's the government because in the end you've deported someone for an ID that he hasn't even put out in the open. And right now you have hundreds of people walking in Australia refusing the vaccine and Novak Djokovic isn't there anymore. And I'm, I'm still extremely shocked at the way they've treated him. Uh, they, they, that was a political um, stunt based on him and they they got scared i think of the re the um, reaction of the crowd and they were like oh my god it's election yeah you know we're going to get screwed and we need to we need to win that those points on himself but i mean the guy won nine times you you've let him in you've created the whole process of the exemption and i don't i still have a bad feeling about this because it wasn't fair i mean you you need i think that's also a good lesson for the sports instances you can't take that kind of risk Make make sure that it's iron made that like you're telling the guy you can come and he can. We are living in a it's not a bubble like tennis and tennis players need to understand that the world is you know lots of conflict of interests. But in the end, I still I still can't understand how they've done that to him. I mean the retention center twice the way they treated him, threatening him to ban him for three years for the, from the country. Uh, I don't honestly, I don't see how they can look good on that. And they got lucky, you know what? They got lucky that they got two fantastic winners. Because if not, it would have been going south pretty quickly. Simon, before you answer, <clears throat> I'm going to ask you on top of this: Doesn't the tournament look a little selfish and perhaps a little bit greedy in almost attempting to circumvent the government, trying to find ways to keep him in the tournament? Um, who gets the most blame? And then to what yeah, I just I, mean, it, I, I think it sort of depends whose eyes you're looking from, whether you're looking from Australia. Some of them, some of the people were embarrassed about the way Australia's government handled Novak and put him in the detention centre, etc. But a lot of people were very angry that Novak tried to come without getting vaccinated. I think part of the problem started when Novak, clearly thinking that he had the right to come, posted that thing on social media where he said, I'm coming, I've got an exemption. You know, it rubbed people up the wrong way, immediately started things going wrong. But I think you're right. Tennis Australia have a big uh, question to answer that we haven't heard about yet is why they allowed Novak the exemption or the possibility to apply for an exemption well after the deadline that they set themselves. Now, I know he's world number one. I know he's a big deal. But they created an issue for themselves immediately by doing that. I think they would have been far, far better off. It would have been much easier. Novak said in the BBC interview that he was ready not to come. Um, it was only when he was told he had a chance that he, he applied. But they would have been much, much better if they'd just been strong or been very clear and said no exemptions. You know, vaccinated and you play. Yeah, and then there's, then there's no yeah, argument, really. Absolutely. But then you're not, what the thing is, I can't get my head wrapped around it because we know Tennis Australia. 
We know that for two years they've been asking the government if they could put one feet in front of the other every time. And you want to make me believe that on this special thing that was so touchy, nobody asked the government of Victoria or the whole federal agency and all that works or the special borders, nobody asked. And they just no, let him go and be like, oh, we, we don't know, maybe it's going to come through. I just, something there is missing, but maybe we won't never have the answer because I guess if they give it some, there's massive lawsuit that's going to come. Um, and maybe it's a mess on every front. I mean, it's completely possible that the worst bad luck came onto Novak Tennis Australia and the government. But I mean, as a sport, it, it looks ridiculous. All right, Marianne, you want to add something to Carol's comments? Of course, Tennis Australia had the positive answer from the government. Of course, they will have never on their own took the decision to say, well, yes, we will give you an exemption to come on the Australian soil because at the end of the day, they know the player has to go through the borders, just like every citizen. So, of course, they had the agreement from the, the... Victoria State and from the country to say, yes, you're allowed to send some players who have that exemption. Absolutely. It was the same for Renata Vorakova. It's just that she doesn't have the same fame. But it was the same for that girl as well, that she got that exemption. Oh my God, she got so screwed. I I felt so bad for her. Absolutely. Yeah, and I think the other thing we're forgetting from the interview as well, which is all wrapped up in this, is what we learned about what Novak did after he tested positive. When he was out there having, you know, he had his picture taken for whatever reason. After he went to the Lekeep interview, uh, without telling them that he had that he tested positive, which is to me still remarkable. I mean, if if I'd done that, or if a journalist had done that the other way around to a player, I'd have been fired. And absolutely no question. And you know, to me, that sort of was all wrapped up in the the way he was perceived um, as a result. <laughs> 